0: Every weekend, every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, we bring you ideas and thoughts on how to become more alive in life. And that's what we're going to do for this next hour. As a matter of fact, for the next two hours, we are going to rock and roll. We're going to throw at you so many different topics. I am excited to do this because you deserve it. And who wants to listen to a show that is for three hours long based on one topic when you can do what we do in three hours and cover 50? <laughs> and to rock your world. Wasn't, John, if you did not hear John Gray in the last uh, segment that we did, which is, of course, all of our shows are going to be up and will be up absolutely ASAP at talkdavid.com. You've got John Gray, Men Are From Mar- Mars, Women From Venus. He rocks. I love the guy's energy. I love his knowledge. I love his passion for helping people get ahead in life. He was so good. You want to listen to that. And Coming up in a couple minutes, we have April O'Leary is going to be joining us, uh, who is the founder of the conference, the Happy Moms Conference. We're going to be talking to her in just a couple minutes, plus two of her speakers that will be joining her that day on A lot of different topics. April's going to be talking about how moms can find more inner peace in the insanity of being a mom. (laughs) Rebecca is going to talk about how to break free, a step-by-step divorce guide to emotional, physical, and spiritual freedom. And Stacey Antine is the author of Appetite for Life, talking about helping kids to eat healthier. So we've got a lot of different topics coming up there. Plus, later on in this hour, your calls, your texts, about sex and love and addiction, freedom from addictions and so much more. 1-800-548-8255. April is with us right now. April O'Leary, she is the founder of the Happy Mom Conference. She's also the author of the book, Ride the Wave, a certified master life coach. April, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me on, David.
0: And this, if you could say, April, if you could say that the end result of people attending this conference, which is coming up in September, the Happy Mom Conference, if you were hoping that out of all the speakers that were there, all the topics that were covered, that the attendees walked away with one main accomplishment. Do you know what that might be?
1: One main accomplishment that I would hope any mom who attends this event would be that they would find that it's important to take care of themselves, and when they do that, they benefit everybody else.
0: And why do moms not take care of themselves at the level that they should? Oh, my
1: goodness. (laughs) Speaking as a mom, a mom of three and a business owner and a volunteer at school and in the community, and, you know, we just put everybody else first all the time, and our time gets capitalized by all of the other people and organization, things that we think we're doing a service to. Helping, and yet in the end, we're tired and we're frustrated and we're overwhelmed and we're rushing and we feel really stuck and we don't realize that a lot of that comes from um, our lack of self-care um, no. and that that needs to be the first thing that we need to do so that we can better serve everybody else. So we get it backwards.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And so there, there's moms and maybe there's dads listening and the moms are doing too much work so they can't listen to the show <laughs> right now. And, and so dads, if you're listening, take this info from April O'Leary back to your wife. Uh, but, but, but if there's a step, a lot of times moms will say, well, well that sounds good in theory, but I work full time or I've got three or five kids or I'm a single mom for God's sake, April, right? I'm, I'm a single mom with two or three kids and I work. So where would be a step of self care that people would say, okay, that's realistic. I could do that.
1: Okay. Well, one of the things I've found personally is early mornings work great for me because typically the kids aren't up yet. It's quiet. You can, you know, as far as exercise, maybe that's something that's a self care component that you're not Incorporating in your life right now—that's huge. I know you talk about that a lot, but if you're not taking care of yourself physically through, you know, action—and whether it's walking or it's biking or whatever—you can pop in a video. If you're a single mom, there's so many workout-type videos there that you could really incorporate, whether it's yoga or Zumba or Insanity workout or whatever is your, <laughs> whatever is right. your niche. And and do that, but make a commitment because by doing that, you're showing yourself, I'm a priority. And first thing in the day, I'm going to get in time for me, even if that means waking up at 530. I might not want to do it, but a lot of times the things that we need to do and that are beneficial for us
0: are Mm -hmm. hard to do
1: in the beginning because it's creating new habits and setting new priorities. So maybe it's just going to bed a little earlier and getting up earlier.
0: What about um, something that that... Something that you, I know you believe in really deeply is the power of writing. What about mm. a technique that, that a mom could use first thing in the morning or last thing at night? Some kind of writing technique that she could get, get into and get in touch with her feelings, emotions, goals, et cetera. Share, share what your thoughts are on that.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, writing is huge. It's huge, and, and when I work with private clients, it's it's often the most resisted task that anyone you could present to anyone because we feel like, oh, I don't want to, it's so schoolish, I don't want to do that. But writing really helps us to metabolize our feelings. So as women, a lot of times we don't feel like it's appropriate or it's okay to express negative feelings. Um, so we submerge them and we ignore them, and yet they still come spilling out in other ways. And it could be through overeating, it could be through sabotaging yourself in other ways, Um, but basically allowing yourself to experience those feelings in writing to metabolize them and then to come to solutions afterwards because as you write, that's the kind of the magical beauty of writing, you will find answers for yourself.
0: And, you know, the thing I think a lot of times people get confused with April is they think, oh, well, you have to have so much time to write. What would you think the minimal time, if someone was really pressed for time, that they could write on a daily basis to access their feelings, to see what the emotions are, or to goal set or whatever it might be in order to find a benefit? What do you think the minimal amount of time someone could get away with and still see a change?
1: Honestly, I'd say rather than overwhelm yourself, set a small goal like five minutes. It's more about consistency. Like if you start out and you say, you know what, every day before I go to bed, I'm going to get myself a little notebook and keep it on my nightstand or hide it in my night, you know, under my mattress or whatever. I'm going to just spend five minutes jotting down my thoughts for the day, um, things I want to do the next day or or hurdles I have that day or challenges I'm facing, and then just set it down and, and close it and put it aside and then do that the next day. And over time, as you build and you start to see how you look forward to that time, um it becomes natural to increase the time that you're doing that
0: Exactly Hey your conference the happy okay the ladies and gentlemen the 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 website happymomconference.com very easy to remember happymomconference.com tell us the dates you and people can join the conference it's going to be in the state of Florida but they can also view it online after the event we have about a minute and a half left April go ahead and share the info Sure at
1: happymomconference.com um, we're going to have a weekend full of education relaxation and fun for moms it's the getaway weekend you've been waiting for you've had a busy summer and so now it's time to recharge your battery so if you go to happymomconfence.com and you register I have a free video course you will be entered to win two a pair of two either live tickets if you're in the virtual if you're within the um, Florida area or virtual tickets if you're not um, and come in here the speakers that have, all different topics, things from essential oils to negotiating to your changing metabolism to self care to mommy makeover and more. So that's and all there on the website. Yep.
0: And and tell it's, us the dates again. September,
1: September fourteenth and fifteenth, and it's at the Hyatt Regency Coconut Point in Bonita Springs, Florida.
0: A beautiful place, as a matter of fact.
1: Oh, it's it's a gorgeous resort. Oh, it's yes, it's yeah, stunning.
0: That is so stunning. September 14th, 15th, the website, happymomconference.com. Hey, in a couple minutes, April, we've got a couple more of your speakers coming on to talk about. One's going to talk about peaceful divorce. Another one's going to be talking about helping kids to eat healthier, especially those picky eaters. Oh, my God. I'm looking forward to it. I will. April, thank you so much, honey.
1: Thank you. Have a great night.
0: Okay, you too. Again, HappyMomConference.com. HappyMomConference.com. Hey, dads, this could be a great surprise weekend gift for your wives or your girlfriends who have children. Do it. Surprise them. Do it. Surprise them. You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show. David Essel alive every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern. More information at TalkDavid.com. A ton more coming up. Stay right there. Trust me, I'm my I N D E P E N D E N T hustling, chasing dreams since I was 14. With the four track busting, halfway across that city with the back, 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 it, Labels out here, now they can't tell me nothing. We give that to the people, spread it across the country. Labels out here, now they can't tell me nothing. We give it to the people, spread it across the country. Can we go back? Gotta love this music. 1-800-548-8255. David Hustle in the box as we rock America the past 22 years, helping you to make the best decisions in your life. My Lord, we're doing it again. 800-548-8255. We just talked to April O'Leary, who's the founder of the Happy Mom Conference. Uh, your... Happy Mom Conference. It's for you. HappyMomConference.com. Right now, Rebecca Zung is with us, the author of the book, Breaking Free, a step-by-step divorce guide to emotional, physical, and spiritual freedom. Oh, my Lord. That is exactly what people need as they go through and end the, their divorce. Rebecca, welcome to the show. Thank you so
1: much. It's my pleasure to be here.
0: Okay, here, here's a great question for you, Rebecca. What is a clear sign? that a divorce is absolutely needed rather than trying to save something that is absolutely dead? Like, how do you know the difference between going, you know what, even though we've separated and got back together and separated and got back together, and maybe for one couple they still have a chance to make it work, but what's the sign that says it's dead, you got to move on? Is there such a thing?
1: Well, you know... It's so funny because I get this question all the time as a divorce lawyer where people will ask me, should I stay or should I go? And I always say that's not really my job to tell you if you should stay or you should go. But um, I think you know it inherently. Um, I think if you're fantasizing about your new life and you're kind of already decided that um, you're gone from here and it's not working anymore, that's certainly one of the things Um, I always say the three A's, the three deadly sins of marriage, are are, um, another sign, and and they are abuse, addiction, and adultery. If you have uh, any of those or a combination of those, those are things that are very difficult to overcome sometimes. But, you know, I would say if you know, if you feel in your heart that there's nothing left here for you. You're not happy. You go day-to-day unhappy. You're fantasizing about what it would be like to be with somebody else or to be alone. That's probably uh, a sign that you're ready for a transition.
0: And, Re- Rebecca, the the next question is going to be, and then when is a separation – like a good move versus straight to divorce, you know. So, I mean, and I'll tell you what—I—I I, I work not as an attorney, a divorce attorney, by any means, but I actually am on the other side, in mediation, helping to save marriages, but. I see so many couples that at the first sign of difficulty, they're ready to divorce. It's like they're not even standing in the battleground and fighting. So when would separation, maybe physical separation, living in two separate homes and working with professionals to try to see where we went wrong, when is that a good decision?
1: Well, I think, you know, going back to the abuse addiction and adultery, you know, if you have one of those factors but you do still love each other, um, you know, that may be a time. I think any time where you just don't know how to communicate with each other, so often I see couples who just bring out the worst in each other. They just get into this pattern and it's almost like an addiction where they bring out the worst in each other and they push each other's buttons. And if maybe they could be separated for a period of time and have a professional like you work with them to learn how to communicate effectively, then maybe they could come back together with some tools to communicate effectively and overcome some of their differences.
0: Okay, question on a positive side. What's one key step to emotional freedom after divorce? What's, the, what's, what's a critical thing for someone to do to take care of themselves emotionally?
1: I, you know, I think that the, the main thing that gives you power, and, and uh, you know, a lot of it is um, in any transition time, but especially during a divorce, you feel like you do not have any power. There's a, a loss of power or a perceived loss of power. When you can get to a point in, in your transition where you no longer are um, impacted by the other person, uh, you, you know, so often I hear, um, you know, he's hurt me, he's made me feel this way, he's causing havoc in my life. And really, they're giving that other per- person permission to do that. When you can w- feel that you have the power and understand that it starts with you intrinsically, I think that's when you're truly emotionally free.
0: And what about the spiritual freedom side? You're, the name of your book, author a Breaking, uh, uh, Breaking Free, A Step-by-Step Divorce Guide to Emotional, Physical, and Spiritual Freedom. Where'd, talk about the spiritual freedom part of it.
1: Well, and to to achieve that spiritual freedom, you have to get over the emotional difficulties that you have. And then in in the book, the physical part of the freedom in my book is, you know, over getting through the, the legal part of it, the financial part of it, the health part of it. And then once you can do all of that, you can get yourself to a place where you clear space. And once that space is cleared, then you have room to allow yourself uh, the spiritual freedom. And so spiritual freedom comes from living your passion, understanding your power, and understanding that freedom is not just your physical freedom, but it's also the feeling of your your mental freedom and your spiritual freedom.
0: The name of the book, Breaking Free, a step-by-step divorce guide to emotional physical and spiritual freedom Re- rebecca Zong is the author my guest right now who's also going to be at the happy mom conference so to find out more about rebecca go to the happy mom com. that's the one that's being put on by april leary in september so check all that out rebecca thank you so much for being part of the show
1: thank you so much
0: this was a lot of fun thank you yes have a great day and then next another speaker at the Happy Mom conference is Stacy Antine, author of the book Appetite for Life and I have this little book right here with me and I and there's one thing I'm going to ask Stacy we're going to get to this question, go to a break and then come back and talk to her more. The Thumbs Up No Yuck's Guide to Getting Your Kid to Be a Great Eater. Stacy, welcome to the show.
1: Hi David, great to be here. So
0: you're going to be now you're going to be coming down from New York to be a speaker in Florida. Is that correct?
1: That is correct. I
0: can't wait. Uh, it's exciting. Okay, let me ask you this quick question. Why are some kids such picky eaters? You're going to have a minute and a half to answer this, Stacey. Why are such kids such picky eaters? Is is it is it genetic? Is it environment? Is it both? Go. Okay.
1: It's actually a fairly complex answer because um, I've worked with over 40,000 kids since 2005. And I would say, I mean, some kids... Um, are like, super tasters. Some kids have textural issues. A lot of it relates to control. Um, a lot of the times parents, um, maybe one of the parents was picky or that perhaps the parents don't necessarily eat the vegetables that the kids want to eat. Um, people are super busy, and, um, you know, the, the, the commitment to cooking for the children over time, especially at the beginning when they're forming their taste buds, Maybe they weren't as diligent as they should have been, and then all of a sudden they see that the kid's not eating their vegetables. Primarily when people say that a child is picky, they're really saying the kid doesn't eat vegetables.
0: So, <laughs> isn't that funny? I mean, this it's... is like,
1: I, you know, I don't even I believe, there's and there's no one, like, I don't think there's a blanket statement here. It's like every child is individual, and I just look yeah. at the kids, I mean, yes, there's patterns to this, but I can tell you that... Every kid who's picky brings their own stuff. It's just like adults; they bring it to the table, and you just have to work through it to get them to a better place.
0: Right, Stacy, hang right there. We're talking to Stacy Antine, author of the book *Appetite for Life*. She's also part of the Happy Mom Conference. You can visit what she's going to be doing there at HappyMomConference.com. We're going to come back with Stacy and talk more about helping your kid to become a great, healthy eater. And there's some moms and dads listening right now, shaking their head, saying, never. Hey, don't give up. Stacy's going to help us get there. You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show, 1-800-548-TALK. TalkDavid.com is our website. Stay right there. You're tuned in to America's Positive Radio Talk Show, 1-800-548-8255. David Essel, Alive in the Box with you, broadcasting live out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California. Proud to be part of the Premier Radio Network. You're hearing us, of course, on XM, Channel 246. And we also stream it live at talkdavid.com. 800-548-8255. 800-548-8255. My guest right now, Stacy Antine, author of the book Appetite for Life. Stacy, before the break, we were talking about picky eaters. So some kids come to the plate. Let's say, no pun intended, as a as a picky eater with vegetables as the main gig. What are the different approaches that you recommend parents take to help kids break through that pickiness? Well, I mean, that's
1: what I'm really excited about coming to the Happy Mom Conference because. That's really why I started Health Barn and also I wrote the book because I know parents need help. Um, You know, I mean, I can't... I'm I'm working with the kids, but, you know, they have to live with them 24-7 and there can't be anything more frustrating than trying to nurture your child through food and then not accepting it. So, I mean, it just—it must be exhausting. Like, you know, this is breakfast, lunch, snack, and dinner. So, I mean, it just wears you down over time. So, I really, you know, I really... And that inspiration to say, I do this every day with kids, 24-7, and I, I know what, makes, what can make a difference. And I think, you know, there's this fun factor that, you know, when I was a kid, when my parents told me I had to do something, I just did it. I didn't really say much. And today, the kids have a lot more say. Like, if they don't really want to do something and they make a fuss about it, they don't have to do it. And so when it comes to food, it's like if you're just going to do it the same old way where you're preparing the food, all of a sudden it shows up on the table, the kids didn't have any input into what it is or what they like, then, of course, they're just going to deny it. They're not going to want it. So I always say, you know, make for a little more effort to get them involved and actually have fun. You know, like we made pizzas the other day, you know, and just getting them excited about making the pizza, going down to the garden, I'm big on, like, whether you go to a farmer's market or down to a garden, if you have one, letting the kids pick fresh food, food, top it with with pizza. At first, they're like, are you kidding me? I I just want cheese and sauce on my pizza. I don't want any vegetables. Right. But but before you know it, you get them to be creative and make faces and create different shapes, and they're eating vegetables. So you just (laughs) have to be a little more (laughs)
0: creative. You do have to be creative, don't you? I mean, the parent has to actually work a little bit.
1: Well, and I think the parent has to be a little bit of a kid. You know, I think mm. that I think it, it's like, okay, you know what? You've had a really hard day at work or whatever's happening in your life, but you know what? For that moment, you could just kind of check out and hang out with your kids and just really enjoy yeah. being in that space with them. And they can teach you a lot. They can be like, you know, they're going to have a really good time. And sometimes it's a great escape for you. Like, okay, you know, let's do veggie dumplings. Like, that's one of my favorite, the Yum Yum Dumplings. It's my picky eater pick. If I have a workshop of picky eaters, it's, like, my go-to recipe. And there isn't a picky eater yet that has, like, given me a thumbs down on the, on the dumplings.
0: Really? They're that powerful, huh?
1: That powerful. These dumplings wow. have, yeah, they've changed kids' lives.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. That is so good. Hey, Stacy, we have a final question, and this is huge with kids. How do you help... Parents, break the sugar addiction.
1: Well, one of the sugar addictions is high-fructose corn syrup. So Mm -hmm. um, I play a game called the Supermarket Spy Kid, and the kids and parents look at the ingredients, not what's on the front of the package saying it's good for you and all this other stuff because it's just marketing. But if you look at the ingredients on most of the kids' food, high-fructose corn syrup is there. And it's a highly processed sugar, and it really creates... Uh, a tendency to want more, so everything, ketchup, all the kids food So at first, if they say eliminate that, and then you don't have this sort of craving, and then just you know go more homemade. Like you know we have um, the ginger snaps in the book, um, and we have. I mean I, I don't. I, you know so I, even the yogurts, for example, I use vanilla yogurt because and yes, it has added sugar, um, for the organic or even the Greek. But the truth is is that. They need something to give them some sweetness because they're used to high sweetened stuff. But if it's right. more natural as opposed to the package, they're not. And it's more, um, and it's it's actually balanced with whole grains and and um, fat and with healthy fats. They're not going to have these ups and downs, which the kids mm-hmm. know. when they have candy or they have something highly sugary, they know they are get a high from it. They'll talk about it.
0: Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 one of the things that I see as such a huge problem in society as general, um, and then the trickle down effect. Of course, it goes down to the kids, and then the kids start becoming uh, even. I mean, the craving increases more dramatically as they continue to eat it right the the name of the book and i really i i flipped through this book stacy and absolutely loved the way it was breaking down broken down um the recipes parents you're going to love it appetite for life the thumbs up no yucks guide to getting your kid to be a great eater now she didn't say a good eater she said a great eater stacy's going to be one of the many speakers at the happy mom conference for more information Go to the happymomconference.com if you can attend it. It's in the state of Florida in September. If you can attend it in person, great. If you can't, there's also an opportunity to get a video of the entire conference. Stacy, 30 seconds, a final thought on helping kids eat healthier. Go.
1: Okay, so I really very strongly want to eliminate yuck, ooh, and gross out of kids' vocabulary when it comes to food. <laughs> So I always have this thumb system, the thumbs up if they like it, thumbs to the side if they're not sure, and thumbs down. And if you can instill this in your child, knowing that if they don't like it and they gave a thumbs down as long as they try it, that's just really important. So I, I just, if, they, if there's one thing you do that would really help change the dynamics and the communication between you and your children about food, this would be the number one thing.
0: I love it. More information at the Happy dot com. Stacy, thank you so much and have an awesome evening.
1: Thanks, David.
0: Okay, bye-bye now. Bye. Our toll-free number one eight hundred-five four eight eight two five five. I mentioned something earlier, you know, about the Happy Mom Conference is that a lot of times we try to think about well, what would be a great gift for my wife? What would be a great gift for my girlfriend to show her I love her? Getting away for a weekend. Is one of the most beautiful things you could do for your lover, saying, I care for you so much. I want you to take care of yourself. You know, April O'Leary, the founder of the conference, I had her on a little while ago, and she was saying that very thing. Self-care. Well, sometimes moms and women don't put themselves first, more often than not, and their self-care ratio self to others is zero. So this is a way you can say, I really want you to start taking care of yourself. I want you to go. I want you to relax. I want you to learn some things. I want you to be in a beautiful environment, taking advantage of the nature of Florida. Take a big breath. Meet some new friends whom you might be able to mastermind with and stay in touch with after you leave the conference. These are things we recommend to people to do all the time. And this just happens to be the Happy Mon Conference. Is what's coming up next, and we had very fortunate to interview three of the the speakers that are going to be there. I would say if you can't make this one, go to another one. This is where we take time out for us. We prove that we are valuable. We prove that we love ourselves, and we prove that we're ready to change. A lot of times we talk a good good game. I'm going to change this year. I'm going to start taking care of myself this year. I'm going to do what's right for me this year, but we don't take the action steps. Why don't you take the action step now? Check out this conference. If that is something you can't do, and then go ahead and look at taking it from a video perspective online after the fact, right? If that doesn't work for you, look around your area for something else that you could treat yourself to. If it has to do with a yoga retreat, a health symposium, uh, maybe a financial retreat where you learn more about money. I believe this is really crucial for us to take the time to take care of ourselves. 1-800. Five four eight eight two five five. If you have a thought, you have a question on your life. I'm going to be getting to your emails in just a minute. Okay, I I, I constantly get people saying, "Hey, when are you going to be reading my email on the air?" We get so many, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to get to as many as I can. If you want to text me a question or a comment, nine four one two six six seven six seven six. We did get a text. The woman who wrote in about her boyfriend that kissed too hard. She said, I missed your answer. Could you go over it again? And absolutely. So here here wasn't a gist. Her boyfriend kisses really great for 30 seconds, and then he kisses too hard, and then he goes right for sex, and she said, I don't know what to do. Number one, I'm going to repeat what I told her then on the air a little while ago that she didn't listen to because she wasn't tuned into the show for some reason. Bad girl. Spank. Stand in the corner. Nose against the wall. Thank you. (laughs) Number one, tell him what he's doing well. If you're trying to correct your partner's behavior with kissing or sex or something else, always start out with what he's doing well. So you'd say, hey, baby, when you kiss me, the first 30 seconds is divine. The way you put your lips and how softly you use your tongue is just so incredibly gorgeous. Thank you for that. Could we repeat that same thing for a couple minutes instead of 30 seconds? It really turns me on. It makes me feel loved. It makes me feel cared for. Instead of, like, jumping and moving ahead too quickly, honey, because you do that so well. You put me into outer space. Could we stay soft, kiss softly, our tongue softly touching? Could we just stay there for three or four minutes? Because if you do that, babe, I will be driven out of my mind that's how we do it ladies and gentlemen that's how we do it we work from a positive we elongate the positive before we go into any other changes i'm going to share more after this break we've got a lot more plus more of your emails and your calls 1-800-548-TALK i'm david essel this is positive talk radio gotta love that insanity why are you my clarity this is possibly one of the most rocking songs out on the air right now 1-800-548-8255 bringing you uh some hot hits to listen to with david essel alive 800-548-8255 welcome aboard gang I, here's an a, a email that came in. I live in New England. Saw on LinkedIn. Yes, we are on LinkedIn, Facebook. You can like us on Facebook, David Essel alive. Free stuff we give seven days a week. I live in New England. It's on, on LinkedIn. You did a, a lecture recently on love and sex. As a matter of fact, we've got a huge event coming up. I'll tell you about in a second. My husband and I have struggled with sex. We are not on the same page. When he wants it, I do not, and vice versa. Please help. Okay, number one, satisfying your partner's needs daily is crucial. Last week we talked about As a matter of fact, my partner Jennifer called in and even shared some of her thoughts on it. But satisfying your partner's needs when you're not in the mood is um, a requirement for a great relationship. I know that that's true. When we aren't willing to do that, that tells me that there are great resentments that have been built. A very healthy relationship, and we've been counseling couples for over 25 years, a very healthy relationship. The partner would say, oh, my gosh, really? You would like that tonight? I am so exhausted or I'm so this, but let me take care of you. I'm fine, but let me take care of you. But if it consistently happens, if you're rarely ever on the same page, then that says to us that there's deep-seated resentments that you're bringing up in the bedroom because it's called passive-aggressive behavior. So I am going to say, you know, I'm not really in the mood when in actuality you're pissed off and you just don't want to say it. So if it's happening all the time, please work with someone because that is an issue. If, if you struggled, as you say in this email, for a long time, and you're never on the same page, then that tells me there's probably some deep-seated resentments. Remove those. My guess is, as long as there's not some physical problem, and it doesn't sound like there is, uh, as long, when you remove the resentments, you'll get back on path, which is a really beautiful thing for a couple to do, isn't it? October 19th and 20th, we have our love, intimacy, and sex workshop. October 19th and 20th, the whole weekend, 10 hours, is only $47. It's an incredible deal. We are giving it away. More information at talkdavid.com. Definitely join us. Join us, join us. Uh, my boyfriend of six months told me that he wants to sleep in separate bedrooms. My boyfriend of six months told me... He wants to sleep in separate bedrooms. And when I hear that right away, people say, oh, my God, that means there's something really wrong with the relationship. Let me read for further. He says that his sleep is too broken up with all of my movements in the bed and nightly snoring. We have a great sex life. He says he, he that will never change. I'm scared about this. Should I be? Well, first of all, if you are snoring, if you're moving around in bed at night, he's doing the right thing. He's actually making the right move to save the relationship. So I would say I'm not really sure that you have a reason to be afraid, uh, but talk to him about your fears without a doubt. I, I, I think that that's amazing that your partner says, I'm not leaving you. Our sex life is never going to change. It's great. I just have to sleep in the other room because my sleep is too broken with you. I think that's brilliant on his part. You know, uh, for light sleepers, and he may or may not be a light sleeper. Maybe he's not a light sleeper, but you're snoring and moving too much. It's just too intense for him to take. Um, the only option they have is to get up and go to another room. I would look into what's going on with you do you have like restless leg syndrome do you have sleep apnea if you're snoring could it be sleep apnea both of those are are flexible are fixable if you aren't able to um, change your way of sleeping if you can't figure out what's wrong or you choose not to him sleeping in the other bedroom is perfect because it will save the relationship I love his attitude about this by the way honey I, I think it's just fantastic one eight hundred 548 uh, 8255 another. 1-800-548-8255 oh, This is totally different about spirituality um, I see you offer professional help for people who want to go deeper on their spiritual path Can you share with me on the air what one step would be to deepen my own spiritual path Oh my god, yeah The most important step Is daily rituals the most important step to deepen your spiritual connection is daily rituals now what that means is totally up to you Uh, for some people a daily ritual is meditation first thing every morning or at noon someone else it might be prayer someone else it might be reading some scripture for someone else it might be serving their community For someone else, it might be watching sunrise or watching sunset. But if you want to deepen your spiritual path, there's got to be a ritual or a series of rituals that you follow on a daily basis. That's what this is all about. That's what spirituality is all about. It's all about ritual. So if you don't have any form of rituals, then you want to say, I've got to create it because without rituals, you have no spiritual path. But the simplicity of what I'm talking about is that all you have to do to become more spiritual is to create some form of ritual that might be five minutes long, 10 minutes long, an hour long, but you do it daily, and that's crucial. To deepen your spiritual path, create a ritual that you practice every day, and you'll never, ever, ever go wrong. One and more information at talkdavid.com. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. Final email I'll get to right now, and then we're going to go to a, a quick break and come back for everyone. Let me see which one we're going to choose here. Oh, my God, there's so many. My wife and I were brought up differently regarding money. She is a free spender, which is not good. I never spend a penny, which is not good. We are constantly in financial trouble. I would love your thoughts. Well, the very first thing I'm going to say is read the book Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Harvecker. Look at your belief system, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. In his book, he talks about this men and women, husbands and wives that do not have the same philosophies with spending and why. The thing that concerns me with your email is that you say we are constantly in financial trouble because sometimes. Couples can have totally different philosophies about money and they're not stressed because they sort of realize, Oh, yeah, he wants to save 30% of our money every month. So after we put away 30%, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and then spend 30%. <laughs> right. But I've worked with couples that they don't have any financial issues. And they are totally different in their, their belief systems about money. So once they're able to put away 30%, of his income, he'll look at what's remaining and then they'll negotiate down and And the husband will say to the wife, okay, I know you really want to go buy something, so here's this amount of money this month to do it. And next month it could change and the next month it could change. But they find a ways, even though this one couple I'm thinking of, the guy is a huge spender and he's amassed quite a bit of money through his, his, his or he's a great saver. He's amassed quite a bit of, of money through saving. And his wife is an absolute spender. She would spend every penny tomorrow if she could. But they found a way to negotiate different belief systems. But number one, get the book, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Number two... Work with a professional to learn how to budget. If you're always facing financial trouble, that is so unhealthy for the relationship that you're going to want to work with a professional to nail that, to change it, to shift it, so you can save your marriage. You're tuned in to America's Positive Radio talk show, David Essel, alive 1-800-548-8255. After this quick break, we're coming back with Lee Gerdes and the author of Limitless You. Stay right there.